Hey, Shawna, let me holler at you. Stuart, welcome back to another shorty edition. I, I'm calling these shorties, by the way. I like the new theme song music for these episodes. The, what's the wit? The well, it's got to be like a perfect score to play it. But it's what the Whitney Houston song, right? Uh, isn't it? Doesn't it have different introduction music to these episodes? Yeah, yeah. There's a new theme. I love it. Recorded by A2 slash Eldridge. He doesn't want to be called a who. Yeah, exactly. But on this one, we're discussing an interview by a, a with a rock legend when he was in Sweden one time. And this is made by Filt. Is that the channel or the dude? The dude, I think, is named Nicholas, who's interviewing Lou Reed. Anyway, it's a short documentary about this guy who interviewed Lou Reed on Swedish television. Stuart, tell us who Lou Reed is. Lou Reed was the president of the band Velvet Underground. <laughs> Secretary of State Mo Tucker. <laughs> Secretary of State Mo Tucker. He was uh, Vice President John <laughs> Kell. <laughs> he also wrote the song "Walk Walk Walk on the Walk 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 Wild Side Walk on the Wild Side." <laughs> Attorney General Nico. <laughs> He uh, was also famous for uh, being the original rapper. Hey, bitch, you better check that. Madam Jordan King is the original rapper. He's the original rapper. Well, you know, I got to clip it. Both sound like they belong to Iran. Watch out, they're going to pull the bottle. Better watch that source before you put it in the waffle. Why you're at it? Better check that and make sure the can is the original rapper. Did Maybe you not. did you notice when you were it's watching this? It, it's kind of faint, but they were playing like a weird like remix beat version of Walk on the Wild Side. Like it was underlying it. Lou Reed from Man for the Velvet Underground, a storied solo career, a renowned curmudgeon. Uh, Legs McNeil, who wrote Please Kill Me, once asked him for his punk magazine if he liked hamburgers. And Lou Reed responded, go fuck yourself. Which I kind of behind that. I'm kind of behind that. But this is the story of Lou coming in in Sweden. And this reporter is talking to him. And it is the most awkward conversation you might ever see. Now, Lou Reed is known to hate reporters and fuck with reporters. There's a pretty infamous Australian interview. Are you happier as a brunette? Uh, are you happier as a schmuck? But in this one, it might it's not necessarily his fault that this trip went so awkward. Yeah, it's a little thing called the language barrier. Yeah. We got an English second language scenario. And the, the, the interviewer admits that he did not at the time know much about Lou. He was 22 at the time. I'm guessing this happened sometime in the early aughts, early to mid aughts is my guess. He said at the beginning that he didn't watch this footage for years. He was too mortified. 
And he said, this is one of the most embarrassing interviews he's ever done. Damn. But Lou, it may be hard to tell, but I felt like Lou Reed was kind of being a little nice to the guy in his own weird way. Like he wasn't really trying to give him a hard time. But I mean, I, I felt like he was a little guarded, but he wasn't necessarily wanting to attack anything. I th- I think he was just trying to be funny. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he didn't realize until the end of the interview that the guy really didn't know English. <laughs> yeah, like he just wasn't that good at it. But the guy said he knew little to nothing about Lou Reed. So Lou, uh, <laughs> Lou, so he talks about how he wrote a play in Germany. I just finished writing a play that's in Germany at the Talea Theater about Edgar Allan Poe. I did it with Robert Wilson. I did another play with him a few years ago called Time Rocker. Do you know that? No, I know Robert Wilson. Okay, so this is my second play, except this time I did the text and the music and the lyrics. You should fly there and see it. Interviewer's like, no, no, I, not fly there. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit scared to fly. And then Lou Reed starts talking about books he likes. He likes... I like The Big Sleep, Raymond Chandler. What is that kind of book? It's a detective novel. And what is it about? Oh, it's about Los Angeles. You are a big fan of New York. Yeah, but this is about Los Angeles. I've seen a lot of interviews of like of musicians being interviewed in other countries, and it always seems a little awkward. It seems, at best, it sounds charmingly naive because you understand that there's maybe some things being lost in translation. But everything almost seems very like simple. Like it'll be like, "What did you think uh, when you were making music?" It'll be like weird questions like that. <laughs> you notice there was a popping noise in this? No. You didn't hear it? No. Maybe I'm just so immersed in like audio. Like I hear every like nook and cranny, but I felt like there was a popping noise throughout this documentary. Obviously, I think Sweden is really very beautiful, and I love it very much. Why do you love Sweden? I love Sweden because it's very beautiful. Why do you love Sweden? Do you love Sweden? Yeah. Have you been anyplace else? Yeah. Where? London. That's it? No, I've been in Germany. Oh, still, I can yeah. see why you'd like I've Sweden. I've been in Europe. Europe. All over Europe. No, not all, all over, but mostly. So you like Sweden the best? Yeah, Sweden is the best. You better if you're doing the cultural program. Yeah. Just the country they're in. And the, the interviewer said he had 15 questions, but it pretty much did him no good. Uh, but Lou, he's trying to like add into the interview. I just got a thing from a Scandinavian theater company that wants to put on uh, Time Rocker. Yeah. They wanted the orchestrations, but there aren't any. No. <laughs> so lots of luck. Yeah. We never wrote that. How do you write rock music down? What? Time Rocker. Do you know Time Rocker? Not really. Is that how it goes? Time, I think so. Time Rocker. Time Rocker. You going to look up Time Rocker? Based on an H.G. Wells story. The Time Machine. So it's a rock and roll and Time a, Machine. A rocker that travels through time. That would be awesome. We got to do it. We got to perform this locally. Yeah, well, of course we do. Uh, Lou asked the interviewer. Who is the last person you interviewed? My la- last person, yeah. uh, it was Madonna. No, nothing but Madonna. Uh, you know, a famous, Oasis. a big, 
uh, so big you can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, okay. It was, uh, what was it? So big that you can't remember who it is. Uh, I know. Uh, Mary Quant. Mary Quant. Mary Quant? Yeah. I think the interviewer says that Lou Reed was his first big interview. But in the interview, he says Mary Quant. And then Lou goes, Fashion? Yeah. This is very interesting. He says, Part of a dead culture. <laughs> that is a very Lou Reed thing to say. Uh, I kind of like that he said that. Uh, the interviewer was like, I believe this guy's name is Nicholas. He said, I wish the interview would end. It was like time stood still. He was supposed to sit there for an hour. Just nerves a-quaking. Now, the interviewer uh, told Lou... You don't have to answer if you don't want. Oh, uh, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and like he said, he's really just trying to be funny. <laughs> I think Bob Dylan's like this, too. Like, he's just always joking, and people are like... They're just taking it what they can. Well, Lou in particular, you could tell he's being sarcastic, but his delivery is so dry. He kind of always sounds like that, though. Yeah. What is this, an excited? Uh, or have you heard uh, Take No Prisoners? Where he's just uh, freaking out. And, like He's like really mad because uh, some New York rock critics in the audience. Can you imagine working for a fucking year and you got to beat butts on the asshole in the village boys? And you don't got to take this shit. You don't have to talk to this fucking journalist. And they get in for free in the best seats. And you're interested in it. There's no way we can do anything about it. The club owners want a good review. Well, I got to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> so you get the asshole right up front with Ford is gone. What is this shit over, man? You got some coke? It's literally just a live album that is two CDs long, and one CD could be made up just of him yelling at the audience. That's why it's called Take No Prisoners. Well, the, the journalist asks him if he's prejudiced, and he says, I hope not. But then Lou says, Oh, I don't like journalists. Journalists? Oh, I despise them. Why? They're disgusting, with the exception of you. Not you. You're one of the good ones. <laughs> we talk about uh, journalism as the third state power. No, it's the lowest form of life. <laughs> the interviewer says at this point, because we see the camera cutting to him as he's talking about making this interview. He's like a little more seasoned at this point, but he talks about how he was just totally broken by this whole scenario. And eventually, the guy goes, I don't have any more questions. If it's so you don't have yeah. any more questions. Yeah. I'm finished. But Nicholas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm finished. Yeah. You're finished. Yeah. So Lou says, Was it because of my answer? Yeah. I'm finished. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like I said, you're the exception. But the interview dies. And this is so fascinating to me to get something involving Lou Reed that is incredibly awkward. And it's really not Lou Reed's fault. Like he really was trying to give something to this interview, talking about the plays he's written and where they're being performed in Europe and shit. But this poor guy, this poor interviewer tanked hard. That's because he doesn't know English. He probably knows a little better nowadays, right? I hope so. He's still Swedish, though. But uh, he might not know English yet. All those Scandinavian countries, they speak English fine. We get listeners from that part of the world. Uh, they understand. Maybe poor Nicholas just didn't know. I love Sweden. I love Sweden because it's very beautiful. They invented meatballs. Stuart, we don't rate documentary shorts in a star rating scale. That's bullshit. What? Why? We rate it. Oh, I know why. In baby Herzog's.
Oh, what's that? I'm going to give this one through three Baby Hurt songs. You're going to give this one through three Baby Hurt songs. I found this to be very funny. The hmm. awkwardness of it, it really made me laugh. But I'm tempted to give it three in the hopes that you give it three so that oh. we play that Whitney Houston song. You want to just give it six? Okay. I found the greatest love of all inside of me. Six out of six Baby Hurt songs. <laughs> Documentaries are better when they're shorter. All right. That's uh, six out of six Baby Hurt songs for Lou Reed, Lowest Form of Life. Oh, Look it up. Yeah. Find that really humorous that he's like, <laughs> I'm going to go back and examine this failure of my life. Is there a is there a, a particularly embarrassing moment in your past that like, I'd like to? Nicholas revisit? shared his embarrassing moment. I think we should share ours. Well, there's that one time when I uh, was trick or treating and all these bees came out and stung me, and I woke up in a coma. Do you yeah. have a real embarrassing story? <laughs> I don't know. That just seems tragic when you're so inept that you knock on a computer door for a beehive. Well, <laughs> I just want to go back and talk to, like, revisit that time in my life and just say, you're an idiot. Why would you do that? You're so stupid. Like, I, I felt like the lowest form of life. Okay, go ahead. I was, uh, I was 15. I was doing churchy things, and we went yeah. up to D.C. I was like 15, 16, teenager but not quite driving. I was doing churchy stuff. And I went on a church trip to DC. We had this camera and we were going around Mount Vernon and going on these parades. And we were like, let's do bits with the camera, right? Let's be stupid. And there was this thing where like every teenager thinks they're hilarious. And it was yeah. one of those things where like, I thought I was being funny, but I was just being like an annoying twat basically mm -hmm. where like these, these people who are reenacting like colonial times are feeding me like, <laughs> like some fried pan bread and I'm like spitting it out in oh, front of them yeah. and where I'm asking like dumb questions like what does the vice president do sharpen pencil and, and I we thought it was like so hilarious at the time right um, well we give this camera back I, everyone forgets about this right we just move on maybe about a year later we're at some youth service it's like a packed packed room <laughs> Oh, the no. lights go out. It's like, hey, remember when we were in D.C. like a long time ago? Here's some video. Oh, no. And so here it is. All my shit. All this shit that I thought was funny at the time, which was just obnoxious, dumb shit. <laughs> you could have heard a pin drop. It was like, oh, my God. like not one chuckle, not one laugh. And it was just me, all me on a large screen in front of well over 100 kids. Just trying to be funny and failing hard. <laughs> I think that's my Nicholas Filt Swedish TV. If only you had that footage still. No, I'm so glad I don't. <laughs> you can revisit it. <laughs> Examine I, I, it closely. I, I fold up inside of myself just thinking about it. And my response was to abandon the church altogether. Really? Yeah. That's why you left Christ. That's not really why I left. Because no one laughed. No one laughed. It's you. It's you. You God. Uh, God loving, humorless Christians' fault. I abandoned God, and it's the fault of all those. Kids no, who it's because there's no jokes in the Bible. It's just not very funny. <laughs> I mean, it's kind you of. Gotta, you're, everyone's trying to punch it up. I mean, every time I go to a service, they're like, "If you're a sociopath, it's pretty funny." And then they're like, "And then Noah, <laughs> get a load of Noah, folks. Get a load of this. Get a load of what he does." Well, remember when Noah drunkenly fucked his kids? Oh, 
Is that that happened? That, yeah, yeah. You need to read the Bible, buddy. Get a load of what Noah did. Well, was, yeah, it was Noah. Like his kids got him drunk and then like slept with him. Oh, see, that's different. Yeah, I kind of made. <laughs> I think there was a. I think there was a lot situation see, like that too. See, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, you don't have any embarrassing stories? My kids got me drunk. You don't have any embarrassing stories? This is just the beehive thing. Oh, I've got plenty. Unless you I were mean, like 30 I'm, when you knocked right, on that beehive. Right. I, got, I can give you some more if you want. I have One like, more and then we'll go. I have probably, uh, elite, okay, every single school trip I took as a child before I became self-aware which a lot of these I don't have the memory of, so but I have pictures of every school trip. Apparently, they thought it was funny to take a picture of me peeing. <laughs> so there's like pictures of me peeing outside all the time. Why did you just not pee outside? Why don't you just go to the bathroom? Because we'd be somewhere where there wasn't a, uh, <laughs> a bathroom. And at the time, I thought, you know, yeah, just drop trowel completely and just start peeing in front of everybody, right? I kind of get it. I mean, if we were on a, a, a hike and I, you were like, I got to I gotta pee over here, I would feel very compelled to pull out my phone and just start recording for sure. <laughs> but, but there's all these pictures of me peeing in like little like fields and just without cover, without any <laughs> thought like, you know, I sh- this might be embarrassing. I sh- probably should go somewhere. This is an accumulative thing, right? I have a number of these photographs. I remember I was doing like these photo blend, these hacky Photoshop kind of things. And I would like blend your picture into like weird scenarios. And I was pulling the, the, the pictures off your Facebook of you drunk. And I think you were a little embarrassed. A little bit. Huh? Because all the only pictures I pulled were of you just fucking wasted. <laughs> and I think one time you were like, why do you got to get all those pictures? Because <laughs> I was pulling the pictures that people tagged of you. Oh, yeah. Not ones you posted. Oh, yeah. That's the trick. Oh, yeah. But maybe it wasn't a big deal, but I felt like you were like, man, I look really drunk. In that That's thing. why I never went on Facebook. Yeah. Because of embarrassment. Did you quit it? I'm not on there now. Me either, bro. High five. I still have a profile. Though. Oh. <laughs> I just don't get on there right now. All right. Well, let's get the fuck out of here. That's six out of six baby herzogs for Lou Reed, lowest form of life. Way to go. Uh What's that guy's name? Nicholas. Nicholas. From Swedish Television. Keep it up. You can tell we hang it real loose on these shorties. Shorties. Keep on docking. What is this for? This is a culture program for the Swedish National Television. This is Swedish National Television? Yeah. Okay.